Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cigars and Opinions with your host, Sean. Say hey. Hi. That was my wife. And now... It is time to get into... The... Guard on Patrol segment. Go ahead and take it away, Sean. Hello, my party people. And thank you, Sean. So, how are you all doing? It is time for another Guard on Patrol segment. And, uh, this is uh, going to be fun. Uh, sit back in the golf cart here and light up. Better than a cigar when you're stressed out. So, how about you hop into the passenger seat in the golf cart here and uh, come with me as we do our thing as guards on patrol. I don't have anything that I'm really able to talk about. Things I want to talk about, but I can't really, I can't really talk about them. Cause job issues, job things. But uh, I would absolutely be remiss to not say that. Uh, 
job is annoying. And again, I don't know if there's very many people out there that don't feel the same exact way I feel about my job, about their job. So, I don't know. Everything getting more expensive, and I'm still only getting paid $10 an hour. And they're wanting to cut my hours to appease another guard because moving him from another post to this one back to this one and I'm not staying around I'm not sticking around if I'm only getting 32 hours I don't know if I was working somewhere like say a, a grocery store or some place like that where they pay more than $10 an hour and they said that they were cutting me down to 32 I might consider sticking around but if they cut me down to 32 hours I quit since we get paid out here weekly that's three twenty something three thirty something a week somewhere around there a week after taxes with a full 40. not saying I don't get a decent of money every month because I make $1,200 a month at least at $40 a week but I'm legitimately going damn near broke every week can't accommodate for hours where I don't have the wiggle room to be able to do so comfortably. It just doesn't happen. If I'm not going to get paid living wages, which I'm not, but at least before I could somewhat sustain it, and I, I can't now, not even a little bit. week I borrowed money from a thing that I'm on using uh, a thing called money line an app called money line take a $500 loan out with them and that's the main thing 
and you pay it back over time at a very small amount. And once you've paid it off, you no longer have to worry about it. Once, once you pay it off, you can take out another loan and what it's meant to do is help you fix your credit. issue with that is if you don't have the money to be able to pay on it, because I really don't at this point anymore, um, now you have a loan that's going to ruin your damn credit because you ain't, you can't pay it off. You pay it off nice and slow. Anyway, they have a thing called Instacash. And we take out, we took out weekly recently because we had no choice and when you get your paycheck you pay it back or the next week you pay it back and uh, even with taking 50 bucks from that borrowing 50 bucks from that and paying it off it also goes to fixing your credit once you pay it. Um, even with that happening, I was still missing. I was still losing a lot of, losing out more than anything else, and causing a problem. low as 91 cents before I got paid. Sitting there with only 91 cents when I went to my final day of work for the week before payday. And had to borrow more money because we can't handle it. So when I got paid, I had to. You know, when I got paid, the uh, money from the instant cash thing, the money line, came out and automatically took about 55 bucks from me. So that was fun. And then that very same day that that went back, I had to take out another loan, take out another, borrow more money, because I had no choice but to, because we were going to go under again, or we would have gone under. I would have had only seven dollars again. And uh irritating the shit out of me that I have to keep doing that because I don't want to. But with bills that we gotta pay of our own, we help the we help we help the house. 
we're responsible people. I like how I can just talk about this. Like it's like it's everybody's business. But talking about anything at my job site is strictly forbidden because I, one, don't want to give out any information about it, and two, don't want to, uh, don't feel like getting fired for stupid shit. Although I'm getting pretty close to just saying fuck this. I kind of need to have another job in mind before I say fuck this. I'm sorry, but I, I don't feel like going without a job for a little while. I need what I do make. update my resume and all that extraness and get back on ZipRecruiter with the new resume. That's all the time we have for this week. And um, I will, I'm glad you guys uh, could join me for the Guard on Patrol. Glad you guys could join me in the golf cart for the day. We will see you next week. And I'm going to give it to Sean with the main segment. My party people, have a good one. Sean, take it away. Okay, thank you Sean and hello party people. Welcome to the main segment, the Guard Stories episode. We are many episodes in, I can't remember the exact amount, but I'll look and see what the last one I did was. So that I can put it down on my uh, thing guard stories or security officer stories whatever <sighs> so I have uh, before I get into these stories I have this uh, hernia on my uh, in on my uh, sternum area right under my rib cage and it's been acting up here the last few days so I'm not entirely feeling 100% but we're gonna get this get this in and get it uh, and get it uh get it hashed out so let me light up my cigar
Uh, I'm using my uh, Zippo today to light up. Alright, let me cure this thing real quick here. Well, not cure, but I forget the name they gave it. You see, you blow into the you blow into the end of the cigar to blow all the uh, black tar through it towards back towards the tip, and you hold a biter at the front or at the end, and it it does its thing to try and clear the gunk. But you don't have to do that with every cigar, you just have to do that with one that's kind of stale. When it starts tasting odd from what it's supposed to taste like. Okay. We're going on the r slash tales from security subreddit. If um, it'll load.
the funniest fisty cups I'll ever see. I'm gonna dump these dogs in the house. Okay. So the funniest fisticuffs I'll I'll ever see is the name of this one. It's a Tales from Security. <sighs> Another tale from the 90s. One late afternoon I was sent to work a pub not far from home. Normally, I avoided the idea of working in the same town I lived. Made life easier all around. Meant the chances of running into someone I had an altercation with the night before. Was minimal at best. But cash was needed. It sounded like a bulge. sounded like a bludge. I took the shift. It was an act it was an ancient pub by Australian standards. Newcastle was founded only a couple of years after Sydney. Before Melbourne Melbourne Brisbane and definitely before Canberra I guess that's how you say that and in the new and in Newcastle things moved a touch slower than than they ever did in Sydney. So if you know where to look, you could definitely find yourself in a building in a building the best part of 200 years old. As I say, in Australia, that's practically ancient Roman. Oh, this is a long one. The place... This place had everything. Total time warp. A member's bar. Which was a fancy name for... The... The pokey room. It used to be the... It, it used to be the ladies bar back... When ladies weren't allowed to mix with men. And alcohol at the same time. There was a spot that had a wonky pool table. I messed up. There was a colored bar 
renamed of course which was a dingy tiny spot that had a wonky pool table terrible bar service and not much else a hungover I'm sorry a hangover from the days when and when anyone with any aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander about them had to be kept separate from the rest of the place. So segregation. Is left over from segregation. The walls and lockable doors on both were still there though. Just a coat of paint and a name change. But you knew what you were looking at. It was pretty obvious. I mean you have a you have a large island bar in the middle of a door. In the mi- you have a large island bar in the middle, a door on either side toward the back, but the bar extended through. Not like that. Uh, not like when they tried the smokers' rooms concept back in the day, and literally sealed people in. Those were fun times. The smoke used to go from the ceiling down to your knees. The bar itself was very sleepy. Just a collection of blokes in worn, thin flannels and Akubras. Whatever an Akubra is. I don't even know what a Flano is. And one middle-aged beehived bottle blonde barmaid with overinflation upstairs there weren't there weren't any women besides her and I was the youngest person in the place by about 20 years well except for the only work I had well except for the only work I had to do during the shift a bunch of teenagers tried to get tried to get in on fake IDs less than half an hour after the nearby high school shut up shop a collection of young blokes walked in all nervous 
looking around a lot, each with a backpack, but no school uniform save for, but no school uniform save the socks. Easy to spot, took all of about 30 seconds to dispose of that problem. So I settled in and leaned on the, leaned on the bar. So I settled in, leaned on the bar, chatted up, chat up the barmaid. catch a free beer or two and just wait out the hours well a guy in uniform 20 years her junior being flirty and such the bar had one old feature that I hadn't seen in forever though a designated spot to order your beer from problem with a large island bar and what in the world I wasn't aware that there were lizards around here but apparently there are lizards around here I have not seen well no I take that back I've seen saw a lizard the other day this is the first time I've seen a there aren't many lizards around here uh where was I I gotta relight my cigar too. This story might take me the whole damn episode. And we're 17 minutes in. So I'm going to continue from the beginning of this paragraph. The bar had one old feature that I didn't even, that I I hadn't seen in forever. That I hadn't seen in forever though. A designated spot to order your beer from. problem with a large island bar and not enough bartenders is that it can be tough for patrons to get their orders in 
especially when it gets a bit rowdy. So some places set up a service here spot. This one was truly old school. When you stood at the spot, either side of you were a pair of highly polished brass rails mounted vertically polished because they were at the perfect height to surreptitiously hang onto when you're three sheets to the wind and need a help uh, need a little help to stand You have to remember in the 90s, responsible service of alcohol didn't exist. If you could not, or if, if you could, if you could make it to the bar and say, beer please, you got another beer. Didn't matter if you were on your knees. As long as you could make the right sounds. You could have crawled to the bar on your belly and you'd be fine. And like most things, there's a subtle set of rules to follow. Waiting in line, not crowding, have the cash ready. If the 90s, it's the 90s, the idea of F pose or cards to cards to pay for anything was unheard of that sort of thing I was hanging off the bar down near the door to the down near the door to the members when I was or when I saw a when I saw the trouble approaching two gentlemen both at least 80 if they were a day one one palmy one mediterranean the Pommy spoke like spoke spoke in that clipped British upper crest accent or at least tried to. It was well slurry. Let's see. was well slurry and blurry by this point the Mediterranean fellow had a luscious thick accent and a mustache to match 
Turkish, I'm pretty sure. And one had cut in line on the other. Didn't quite catch the few seconds beforehand, which would have been helpful. But basically, both were chatting away to their collective friends and turned to walk into and turned to walk into service at precisely the same time. Oh dear. Cue jumping. Then the accents came into play. Neither could really understand what the other was saying, partly from booze, partly from thick accents, but they could both figure out roughly where the accent was from. I think the thing that really ramped up the problem was the Turkish bloke mistook the British bloke for a Scotsman or an Irishman. Not sure, probably both. Probably deliberately. Either way, his estimation didn't go over at all well. The Brit got his back the Brit got his back up and called the Turk a Greek which really went over well like a lead balloon. The tension started to rise about this time I drained the rest of the schooner no point letting good beer go to waste and started wandering over to stop things before they got too before they got out of hand the schoolboy insults came first or came fast. The Brit made fun of the mustache. The Turk made fun of the bald spot. Fingers started to poke in... To poke the air. Then chests. The voices. Rised. Fingers poke... Finger pokes. Gradually turned into a bit... Of a push... Turned, turned into a bit of push me, shove you, and some, oh yeah, says who, the insults were just getting funnier though, harder to understand, Uh, see, harder to understand, 
egged on by their friends, but utterly nonsensical. Like the like the Brit having having a go at the Turk for his shirt, which was for for all intents and purposes exactly the same as his own, except the color. Or the Turk ruffling up the Brit's comb over and making. <laughs> Making a bird's nest out of it. (laughs) I'll admit I was chortling. Or I'll admit it, I was chortling. Because, have you ever seen a Rocky movie? (laughs) You know when it's time for the final fight? The climactic scene, the directors get carried away with the slow-mo. Well, that's exactly what was happening. The finger pokes seemed to take minutes to happen. The pushes, likewise. But even though it was happening in slow motion, the reaction times of these two old drunk buggers was equally slow so when the rage got up enough the war was so when the rage got up enough the war had been mentioned a whole heap of times and the fists started flying they were flying in slow motion and landing by the time the third or fourth punch had been delivered. (laughs) By the time the third or fourth punch had been delivered, the entire bar was killing themselves laughing. Me included. These two blokes, so immensely intent on thumping each other to oblivion were throwing the slowest softest blows ever they were deadly serious and thoroughly stunned when I suddenly stood between them I'll never forget it the Brit didn't Sorry, I'll never forget it. The Brit looked aghast when I caught his fist, saying, Where the fuck did you come from? Or the Turk hanging onto his hand like he'd like he'd just punch a steel beam. Like he'd like he'd just punched a steel beam when I swatted his shot away because neither of them had realized I was standing there. To them, I just appeared, sort of. So I asked them politely to stop before they had a chance to think and react. I did the only sensible thing, wrapped an arm around each 
wrapped an arm around each of them like I was in a like I was in a footy scrum like I was in a footy scrum whatever a footy scrum is and gave them a hug each rather deflated the tension somewhat and since by the time and since by that time I'd scored about half a dozen free scooies off the older off the older model older model Barbie behind the bar I offered to buy them around a few minutes later they were stoked fresh beers a few minutes later they were stoked fresh beers glasses were clinking a great cheer they were best mates again and the bar was still giggling like a bunch of school kids because any altercation that doesn't end in a meat trucks any altercation that doesn't end in meat trucks and coppers has a happy ending especially if they're in slow motion <laughs> dude that's fucking funny as hell <laughs> dude that's that's funny as I don't know if all y'all could follow that but basically the people moved the, the guys in the in the altercation that were fighting one another Imagine, imagine them moving very slowly, like barely trying to hit each other, but yeah, but doing it seriously at the same time. And that was the situation. Like you could imagine Rocky, uh, the the music from Rocky playing when that was happening. I could, I had the damn, I had the damn noise in my head going off like. As fists are flying. That was funny. That was good. I liked that story. That was a good story. I gotta relight my cigar again. Uh, 
Let's see. Oh, here you go. Let's see how long this one is. That doesn't seem that long. I'll probably get it done within no time. Nowhere near as long as the last one. I might have already read this story. I stopped investigating footsteps. I used to work in I used to work in-house for this local family-owned company. The first couple floors of their building were open to the public while the top floor was kept secured. This is where the CCTV room and executive offices were. Fun perk, we were... Fun perk, we were some of the few non-executives who got to see the executive restroom. This floor had two access points, both of which were kept locked. The night, or at night, once everyone else had gone home, I could occasionally hear footsteps, like somebody who was walking down... The hallway past the camera room. The first couple times I'd open the door and step out to investigate, only to find that the hallway was still dark and empty. After a while, I stopped checking and just accepted that it must be it it must just be the noises of an old building. I eventually mentioned it to a co-worker who admitted that he had heard the same thing, but he shrugged it off with a, yeah, I guess it's weird. A while later, our supervisor, who was also accustomed to the footsteps, mentioned that a new co-worker, a cocky ex-military dude, had recently told him that he needed to be taken off of the night shift. I started asking some questions, and I learned that the new guy experienced the same footsteps as everyone else, except when he went to check the hall, he saw a child entering one of the offices. He followed, assuming that this kid must be seriously lost, to have gotten into that do- that to have got to have gotten onto that floor but when he entered the same office the child was gone i found out or i found the thought of the the, the thought of this rambo-esque muscle head refusing shifts because he was scared of a small child pretty funny anyway a lot or er, a lot 
Why did I say a lot? Anyway, I did a bit of research talking to some longtime employees and learned a bit of the history of the site. The building has been remodeled a number of times, but was originally built about a century ago. Over that time, there there had been multiple suicides, one murder, and the death of a child all on this site. I didn't know I didn't know if that's the kid the guy saw or the other guy saw. But the footsteps I heard always sounded far too heavy to be a child. Regardless, I never investigated those footsteps after that. While I've seen and heard some unexplained things, While I've seen and heard some under some, some unexplained things before, this had always been one of my one of my more interesting experiences since it occurred pretty regularly and multiple other people had observed the same thing. Anyway, I just wanted to share. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I read that story before. Oh, 41 minutes in. Short story. You want overtime for what? Language warning. Wow. You want overtime for what? Language warning. <clears throat> cunt. The answer was cunt. It was written on our company overtime pay request form. Filled out by filled out by hand. Signed, dated, submitted through the proper channels. 4 hours the employee spent four hours 
after scheduled shift. Still working. Reason for overtime. Cunt. What he tried to write was... What he tried to write was Kurt. C-U-R-T. What he meant to write was Court. C-O-U-R-T. This individual was a native speaker, completed regular schooling, and even claimed to have attended and achieved higher education, but that was suspect for several reasons. However, in his defense, this guard also regaled others with his cage fighting stories and it was entirely believed that he has suffered multiple concussions which he had ended his fighting career as which which he said ended his fighting career aspirations Fortunately, this was intercepted and a replacement form filled out before it made it to the manager's desk for approval. Wow. Dude wrote the word cunt. That's funny. That is funny. Slip right there. <laughs> this, this, this thing doesn't want to stay lit. done with the hour anyway first person big block 460 first person in the comment on that one said uh, cunt is a good reason whether he has whether he was getting it or dealing with one mass idiocy replied to him and said agreed sounds valid the one two three king reddit said seems legit approved
I mean, it's... There was definitely something interesting. Tornado Bob. Yeah, that's too long. I'm not reading that. I don't have enough time. It's not going to load for me, unfortunately. Okay, nothing on Reddit's loading anymore. Okay. 
We're at 50 minutes, 51 minutes now. Um, so I'm gonna have to call it here, and I'm gonna say to everybody that I uh, enjoyed the stories tonight. They were decent. They were entertaining. And I apologize because I read the same story that I read last. I think it was either last time or the time before that. One of the same stories. It was still a good story, though. I kind of like the crossover horror slash security stories a lot. They're, they're good, too. And there's a lot of shit that happens on Night Shift, so... I mean, there's a lot of shit that can happen on Night Shift, I should say. Because there's not really a whole lot that's ever happened to me. And again... I'm a bit different, because... Things that most people might find scary, even in, even in the least, I don't. You got a spirit messing with you? Eh, just leave him alone, he won't bother you if you don't bother him. Let him do his thing. Got a guy breaking in. Call the police. Call the police, and if he gets close to you, if he finds you and gets close to you, you got a problem. But just wait for the police to get there before you go doing anything. But that's just me. Anyway. Ooh, excuse me. Um. I'm gonna send it over to Sean with the... With the outro. And you guys have yourself a good a good week. And we will see you next week on... Uh, Cigars and Opinions main... Ca- main... main segment same as all others bye party people Sean take it away thank you Sean and hello my party people it is the outro so quite an interesting set of stories Um, as I probably mentioned a couple guard stories episodes ago, like two or three maybe, I don't know. Um, I have currently run out of stories that I could actually tell, because you're not really supposed to tell stories from jobs where you're working at the current, at current, so at some point I might have more stories. Uh, you're not really supposed to because it's a conflict of interest kind of thing it's not really a conflict of interest per se but it's not something that you're supposed to do um anyway those stories were from 
r slash tales from security I just read another one that I had saved and uh the next guard stories episode or security officer stories episode that I come out with will be that that story will be in there I'll I'll try it and remind myself to put that in there but uh it was interesting um actually no I'll just put it on here so long story short the dude was trying to eat lunch he was on break and this these two Karens ran up to him one male Karen, one female. They were old, older people. Walked up to his vehicle that he was sitting in, which was a company vehicle, and started to berate him for eating lunch while he was on duty in the car. And tried to say, oh, well, I know your boss and blah, blah, blah. No, no, you don't know my boss. So, they ended up complaining to a boss of another company that he was eating in the company vehicle. When he doesn't even work for that boss. Both his boss and the other boss, they went with the name Jason. Both bosses laughed their butts off on the story, found it thoroughly entertaining, and nothing was happened. Nothing went on about it. Nothing happened with it. But the couple that were berating him were actually known pretty well for getting in touch with Jason about employees from his company and other companies um, eating in their company vehicle. When they had lunch. So, yeah. Interesting. And, uh, he tried to tell them they need to leave because they're causing a disturbance. And if they don't leave, that he'd be calling the police. To have, to have the police removal from a public park. Which can be done if you are causing a scene in a public park and somebody calls the police, they will tell you to leave. And that is just funny. Anyway, if you guys enjoyed the stories this week, um... I'm back for more. If not, I don't know what to take because this is all you're getting. So. Shitty narrating and giving opinions while smoking a cigar. That's what this is all about. That or just ranting. Sometimes I just rant. Alright, you guys have a good one. We'll see you next week with another Cigars and Opinions with your host, Sean. 
my party people have a good week. See you later.